Welcome to Bosses with Baggage. I'm Sherry Sutton, your host and business growth guide. Around here, we believe that failures are our superpowers. So in this podcast, we'll explore the many ways that setbacks can mold, shape, and change your life and your business and ensure that you come out of the fire better than before. Through interviews with business leaders and discussions of my own personal struggles, we'll unlock the secrets to turning setbacks and low moments into opportunities to thrive. From approaching your business with a servant's heart to getting comfortable with being the face of your brand, each episode will be a safe, judgment-free zone to reframe the concept of failure with honesty, empathy, grace, and a whole lot of laughter. So are you ready? Let's go. Welcome to Bosses with Baggage. I am Sherry Sutton and I am your marketing mentor and I'm here today with the amazing Tara. So great to have you. Thank you so much for having me. I know my last name is so hard to pronounce. It's Miguel. I know, I'm not even going to try. Yeah, it's Migalski. People are always like, what? So I'm like, Migalski. <laughs> what is Ma- Yeah, thank you so much for being here. I love your earrings and all your things. You guys missed a really good conversation about um, freeing the tatas and bras and bralettes and the benefits of both just before this. So if you want to reach out to either one of us, we can fill you in on that conversation. So Tara, I'm so excited. We are in a networking group together and I've been in a number of different things with you and I'm so excited to get to know you a little bit better and talk a little bit about kind of your dark night of the soul. And I know it really impacted how you show up in your life and in your business and really kind of created your business from that. And so uh, let's dive right in. First off, tell us where you're talking to us from. So I am in Lake Mahopak, which is one hour from Manhattan. I would show you, but I don't want to mess up the camera, but I'm looking at a gorgeous lake right now. Oh, that's gorgeous. What state is it in? Is it in New York or? One hour from Manhattan. Sorry. I say it like people know. Yes. One hour from New York City. I grew up an hour and a half from New York City uh, in Connecticut, also on a lake. So that's why I was asking. Oh, where? Uh, In uh, north of Danbury. So a small town called Sherman. So all my Shermanites out there, here's to you. All right. So good. Oh my gosh. Well, I, I, maybe at the end, we'll turn your camera around and we can see the lake. (laughs) All right. So tell us a little bit more about you and then tell us about your dark night of the soul. We'll just dive right in. Oh, goodness. All right. Well, let's just dive right in because it'll kind of give you the chronological, (laughs) you know, overview. Um, So I was born and raised about an hour outside of New York City in um, the Hudson Valley. And I was in New York City doing my thing. I graduated college. I was working in television and I was working at ABC Studios for Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. And I was just crushing the game of life living, loving, laughing my way through New York City. I was there for 18 years and um, I was acting at the time and I was in films and like things were going great. I was in my early 20s 
And then I had my spiritual awakening moment, which was my mother passed away suddenly from a combination of prescription pills. So I was getting ready to move to LA and I get a phone call out of the blue 2008 that my mother had passed and my mother is my best friend, my ride or die, literally my soulmate. And so you can imagine I was only 27 at the time. My life kind of just turned upside down and, um, reevaluated everything. What am I doing in the world? You know, I was moving, going to move to LA because I had a movie in theaters and I was, I was like, you know what? I can't do this. My family really needs me. I need to stay back home. I need to be there for my sister and my father, my aunts. So I just had this huge awakening of, okay, my life's going to turn around and I'm no longer going to be doing all these things that I've been doing for the past, you know, seven years. So it was a couple years. I went back to school. I got a nutrition degree and, and I was learning a lot about life coaching, dug right into my spirituality and was spending some years really just finding myself. But it was really in this moment. It was about maybe like eight months after my mother died in 2008. I was on the floor in my apartment building on the Lower East Side in Manhattan and I was depressed and I was, you know, definitely suicidal thoughts. I was, the reason I went to nutrition school shortly after that was because I wasn't eating. I was just, I had no appetite for life. I was depressed. I wasn't eating. So it was physically manifesting my grief. So I was on my hands and knees in New York city in my apartment. And I was like, listen, I don't want to do this game called life. Like God, universe, whoever you are, like, this is my dark night of the soul. Like, this is my crying out. Like, what am I here to do? If I don't know what I'm here to do and I don't know what my purpose is or like something bigger than myself, like I'm good. Like I'm feeling too devastated to even go on. I mean, at that time I was having crazy thoughts. I was having thoughts like I would, you know, in New York city, I would think these things like walk across the street and don't look both ways. Who thinks these things like those thoughts were coming up and that's when I knew, okay, I really got to take care of myself. So that's really was the catalyst, but it was actually in the moment that I was asking and praying on, on my floor in the apartment, I heard divine lifestyles and I heard this whisper in my spirit and I was like, wow. And it was amazing. And I felt like this it was very outer body. I felt like I was on my hands and knees, literally, right? So then I'm being lifted up off the floor. I feel like this presence of love, like surrounding me and like kind of guiding me up off the floor. And it was just like a, this down, this divine download that I know now, divine lifestyles. And I was like, okay, what is that? Then I didn't know what it was, right? I just got it. I was like, okay, so this is going to be something that I'm, so I went, you know, back to school. I got, did a nutrition degree. I was doing life coaching and I did that business and I was helping people who were really struggling with depression and doing a lot of public speaking on mental health and so weaving that into my work. And, you know, I got a little bit, um, burnt out. I mean, remember this, this was now in 2010, got a little burnt out launched my podcast, had my, you know, did all this stuff, was doing a lot of corporate um, wellness programs. But I was feeling at, like around 2016, about six years in, 
I gotta, I gotta take a pause because I still have, I felt like I had more work to do. I had more work to do on myself. I had more discovering of what it was that I truly wanted to bring into the world. I didn't want to just help people lose weight. Um, I didn't want to also just be a life coach. I really wanted to help people transform in a much larger way. So I, of course, dug back into my studies. I worked in corporate America because I was doing corporate wellness programs and I was working, oh my gosh, the last, I was working at Goldman Sachs and I was going down this path. You know, I still had my company on the side, but I was kind of like putting it a little bit on the back seat while I was focusing on more events. You know, I was doing a lot of big events. I worked in the Super Bowl. I had a TV background. So I was kind of like always moving and shaking wasn't until COVID that I decided that I really needed to go back to divine lifestyles because I, and this is all part of my story. And I think it's so important to share because I really believe that like when you are called to do something that is bigger than yourself, like no matter how many times you want to take the wrong road, like spirit will not let you stray and it will just bring you back. So no matter what I was doing or how successful I was like monetarily and also because, you know, people are like, oh, you work at Goldman Sachs, you worked at the Super Bowl. I was still depleted inside because I wasn't working within my soul's blueprint. I was not in alignment. I was having great success, but I wasn't in my soul's alignment. And I was still feeling depleted, right? I still wasn't feeling like that full joy. And I, and I kept telling my husband, God, there's more to do here. I finally feel like I'm understanding what it is that I'm going to bring through in the next reiteration of divine lifestyles. And he's like, okay, babe, like I trust you. Like, this is what you need to do. So I quit my job at <laughs> Goldman Sachs, quit my job. I mean, it was COVID. Thank God that we were all sent home. So we were all working from home and we were, we moved up to the lake and I said, this is the time. Like there was a shift and, um, that's kind of how the Genesis of divine lifestyles came back. Um, and it was amazing. I worked with the Entreprenista League as well, helping them launch. And it was really wonderful because they, they were like, you go like, you know, like this is now the time to do it. So it was the perfect timing through COVID and the launch of the Entreprenista League that I relaunched Divine Lifestyles. And it's been amazing. And from the retreats and the workshops and the medicine circles and the community building, um, the podcast relaunch that I'm doing, this is like, finally feels like I'm back exactly where I needed to be. I know that was super long winded, but, um, it was, it's important to kind of see the genesis of like where I was and where I am now. And most importantly, I was going through some personal infertility struggles and that was another reason I didn't want to go back to New York City. And I just knew, I knew that this rebirthing of divine life cells had to happen in order for me to become a mother. It just, it was so clear to me that these two things were really hand in hand and I needed to birth divine lifestyles, have some time to lay the foundation so I then could step into motherhood. Sure enough, I got pregnant at the beginning of the year. 
right after my father got sick with stage four cancer, I lost my father and then I lost the pregnancy, but it's okay. It's yes. It's all part of this journey. It's all part of my work. Um, and so that was the second miscarriage I had. And it's now just all part of the work that I bring into the world through divine lifestyles with my retreats and the womb healings and the medicine circles, um, and the hormonal nutrition and, and just all of it. It's just all now part of the work that I know that I'm here to share. Yeah. Wow. Sorry. That How was do you go... No, that's amazing. How do you go from you know, the bathroom floor, like when, when you had that initial whisper, like, did you have any idea what that looked like? Like, how do you go from that to sort of figuring out what that really looks like in the real world, right? Like, how did your going through that, did it change the way you instinctually know where to go? Like, tell us that process for deciding what you're going to offer and what you're not and where you're going to go and where you're not. Right. Yeah. That is such an important question because I feel like a lot of times with my business, I was allowing my mind to kind of try and run the show. And for me, I I'm a manifesting generator one, three, like authority, emotional, like I have to sit and allow spirit to show me what to do. So for all the years that I was like trying for the first six years of the business where I thought it was one thing, I was close to figuring it out, but it just wasn't, it wasn't in its totality. It was just a piece. The nutrition and the life coaching, all that was just a small little vertical of something that like I'm offering now on just like a much more um, holistic approach when people work with me. That was just one little bit. In peace. And I needed to go through many more years of spiritual development before I got to the rebirth. I mean, we're talking, gosh, another eight years, seven or eight years. Um, so for, for my, from my experience, what needed to happen was I needed to stop running the show with my mind and I needed to start like getting into mind-heart coherence on a daily basis. And I needed to start listening to exactly what it was. Spirit gave me divine lifestyles. So why am I trying to figure out what to do with divine lifestyles? Like this was clearly given to me by spirit. I needed to listen to spirit. So for me, it's been just years and years and journeys of cultivating my intuition and trusting trusting my, that my, I would say it's, it was years of rediscovering my own soul's code. It was years of going, okay, okay. That's not it. Okay. That's not it. Okay. This is it. Oh, okay. This is it. This is all right. All right. All right. Like, so it was many years of just really listening and sitting and diving inward and going, okay. And then being guided. Yeah. yeah. And allowing your your thinking brain to turn off long enough that you can hear those messages, right? And I, th that, I think that was one of the biggest gifts for me that came out of COVID was it was a, a unplanned and complete reset of our time, 
even and I was in I was in the corporate world. I've been an entrepreneur uh, for many years. Had fallen in you know, fallen into addiction. Had taken some time off to get initially sober, but then went back to the corporate world, and had sort of gotten back in the back into the swing of that right. And realized as soon as it stopped, right as soon as I got off the hamster wheel, like. Oh my God, this is not where I want to be. And that that inkling had always been in there, but I never knew what it was, right? I could never put my finger on it. I could never quite figure out what it was. And then I got quiet enough because I was forced to. And I think that's why we've seen such a big boom of entrepreneurship since COVID, because so many people finally stopped long enough to say, oh, this is what my soul's been calling me to. Right. And I think it was such a gift as tragic as it was. It was such a gift for so many people because it allowed us to get quiet enough. So what are some of the modalities that you, you use to get quiet? Yeah. So I have something and I'd love to share with the audience. It's free. So it's a free video series. It's called the divine daily practices. It's on my website and it's something that like saved my life. <laughs> I mean, Literally, I get up every morning and I do breath work. I, I tap in through my body because I got to turn this off. Mm -hmm. This wants to run the show, right? It wants to get, I, I have like OCD and I'm a control freak, right? So like I'm a Virgo type A, like legit crazy. So I've got to turn this off first thing. Another thing I just started doing is no cell phones at all in the bedroom ever. Like, no, I have an old school alarm clock now. Like I just, it screws up my nervous system. It makes me just like a disastrous, like frantic mess. So no cell phones in the bedroom. And I get up in the morning and I do, I don't, I usually have like warm water I try if like you're hungry, you want a coffee, I'll just have like warm water with a lemon. I'm doing cinnamon now and like um, sea salt. It's good for fertility. And um, I'll do my breath work. And if it's five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, depending on the day, what I have scheduled, I'll just breathe, tapping into my body. Then I go into a meditation. I always just have to sit in that meditation, whether it's 10 minutes, today it was 20 minutes. If I can get 40 minutes, fantastic. I always like to get some sort of movement, right? It doesn't have to happen all back to back, but I try and do like a lunchtime yoga or like a 6 p.m. yoga. I try and do that every day. And I also do like a bit of like a prayer and an affirmation. It could be like really quick or some days like today, my husband and I pulled an angel card together um, from our angel blessings deck. I just felt like I wanted to do that. I got a message. I read from the book. I meditate on a little bit, say a prayer for my day, like guide me in all the things that I need to get done today. So my monkey brain doesn't keep going. I try to like, just stay like, okay, what is it that I need to get done? Um, what is it that's most important today? Because as we know, we all have these like crazy to-do lists that are just unrealistic. So I try and just center first thing in the morning. And then from there, my smoothie, whatever it is. Then I get in front of the computer. I try not to go near the cell phone or anything until all of that is done. Now I'm not a hundred percent like great at this. Like some days you 
look and you peek and then you put it down. But like, if I can do that, then I'm really good. Little outside sun, 20, 30 minutes. Today I did 20 minutes. I just put myself out there. I actually went naked today. Nobody was around. It was fantastic. Highly encourage this. Um, I had 20 minutes. I was like, my husband's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm just going to go outside for 20 minutes and work on my tan. Then No I, tan lines. No tan yes. I mean, No, I've got a little tan line, but I like whatever I can do each day, like a tiny bit, you know, I know we've got these crazy schedules and there's always so much to do, but if I can just find little bits every day and then like, I, I'll notice I'll be sitting at my computer and I'll be like, I'm breathing. I'm not I'm breathing shallow again. And then I just walk away from the computer, go outside, put my feet outside for five minutes. And then I'm like, just like five minutes of breathing. Come back in. Whew, all right. Ready to take on those 40 emails. So for me, this has become like, just a lifestyle. Like it's a lifestyle. My company is called divine lifestyles. This is a lifestyle to actually stay in alignment and to stay on the course. It's work. (laughs) It is. And I think that's one thing that a lot of people don't realize. And, and I, you know, I'm in sobriety and people think that like, you're just going to get sober and a light switches or you're going to get spiritual, right? And a light switches because you went to a yoga retreat or whatever. And then all of a sudden you're going to be good. And it's not like that, right? It's, it's, I, I always liken it to losing weight and you're, you know, a, a, a weight loss coach is like, even when you do the initial work and you lose the initial weight, you still have to deal with the mindset pieces that are still holding you back. And those are often the things that constantly come up because they're in our DNA, right? Those fears are in our DNA. Those I'm not good enough or like, you know, I got to get to my emails right now, or I'm going to miss out if I don't, if I don't start answering these emails or I got to get out another podcast because my competitor got out another podcast and now I have to get out on another podcast it's allowing yourself the grace and the respect to take that time out and say, none of that works unless I'm centered first. None of it is going to work. And so, you know, kind of forcing yourself to take that time, but seeing it as something that isn't going to just come naturally. Like I don't wake up, I have a similar morning routine. I don't wake up and be like, oh, right? No, I have to be like, mm, okay, fine. I won't touch my cell phone. Man. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, you still have to, it, you, it's still, there's still some work into it. The benefits of it are really wonderful, but I, I'm so glad you said that is that it still takes work. Cause I think we forget, or we see people like you who live a, such a spiritual life or are very centered. And we're like, Oh God, look at them. You're like, yeah, well, that's cause I, took an hour and a half this morning to like, you know, calm my crazy down so that I can get a little centered so that I can be of service to the world. Right. Um, and I, I'm glad you were talking about stopping throughout the day. I actually write, I had another recording just before this and was feeling a little, you know, you got to just move your body to get out the energy, but it's like 107 degrees here. So I'm not going outside today. So you just like, I'm in my office and I just started doing like, let's just do some spinal movement, right? Let's just, just move around, do a quick down dog. Nobody's in here. It's fine. Right? Like, 
And that just, you know, reset me in time for this. Right. And it's just three minutes. I even, I shake a lot. I shake, I twist, I move, you know, that stuck energy, like this stuck energy being at the computer, like it happens to all of us. And I'm like, oh my goodness, like, what am I doing? Um, and you know what? It is such a work in progress as we all are. And, you know, that's just, you know, your life, like that's life. It's funny. You were saying like, it's, I'm going, I'm taking myself on a retreat, um, as a participant on Sunday, I leave to do a Pachi Karma cleanse, which is an Ayurveda cleanse of your digestion and your whole body, your spirit, mind, and body, but it works primarily with the foods that you're eating. You want a, spe a specific mono diet. And, um, I need to do these things for myself, you know, and I was like, you got to put the work in and I'm so excited that I can go and just be away from the house for seven days in the Blue Ridge mountains and, and breathe and do yoga twice a day and relax. Because even though, you know, this is my work and I teach others, it's like practice what you preach. Right. Right. Yeah, we have to. We have to. And I think the more we we can't give, and this is so corny, but I'm going to say it anyway, right? You can't serve from an empty vessel. And we have to do that too. But it's so hard because we have the same, you know, oh my God, I got to get it done. I got to get it done. I got to get it done. You know, we're, we're New Yorker. You know, you grow up right outside New York City. You grow up with that, like, I got to get it done, type A, you know, FOMO, constant fear, constant hustle thing. And so it, I think it takes almost more work, but it certainly is a lot of work when we're, when you're teaching that as well, right? Because you have to practice what you preach and you're constantly giving it away. One thing that I've been doing a lot of is like learning about my epigenetics and learning about what is going on on the DNA cellular level with my subconscious. So that has been like a game changer for me because it's one thing to like know something, right? Like I know that I should be doing this, but what is it that keeps getting in the way? What are those thoughts that keep coming and like pesky little buggers that keep knocking me off the course? And funny enough, today I pulled my angel card and it said, um, I have it here. It said, trust the path. Let me, let me actually get it because I took a picture because it was amazing. And I was like, I always make my angel cards, my um, screensaver or, you know, the, the. Trust your path. So today it was trust your path. And then at the bottom, it said, if you knew you would be supported, what would you do? And then the whole entire like ex, uh, excerpt was about all you need to do is receive. It's like you are at this point in your life where like the work has been done. The universe is here and God is here. You just need to receive and then slow it down and trust the path. And it, and it even said like that book that you're trying to write, which the book I'm trying to write, just do one page a day. And then in a year, you're going to look back. There's going to be many pages written and you just do one day at a time. And so the brain doesn't keep going five steps ahead. So all these little tiny things that I do, these practices are so vital to my everyday existence because when I don't do them, I'm not productive. 
I'm all over the place. I'm, you know, not aligned. I might be doing something that's totally wasting my time and I'm getting stressed. You know, my nervous system's getting out of whack. Um, and then, you know, the, another really important thing is like, you know, for me with my work is like nutrition and like, it's not just what you're feeding yourself internally. It's like, what are we feeding our mind, our thoughts and our body, you know? So it's, it's a, it's a lifestyle. <laughs> mm -hmm. And what are we, what thoughts that naturally come up? Are we allowing ourselves to entertain, right? What, which of those, because I think there's that monkey mind never goes away. And so there'll always be things that come. There's always fears. There's always, oh, I got it. Uh, right. But which ones of those are we going to allow to entertain? Right. The, the, tra the train is going to keep coming through the station. We get to choose whether or not we're going to get on it or not. Yeah. Right. So tell me a little bit more about, I know you do retreats and so forth. So kind of tell me how this work is manifesting itself in your business. Yeah. So, yes, I have an upcoming retreat in Mexico, in Tulum, on November 8th or the 13th. It's called Transcendence, Remembering Your True Essence. And it's all about, it's a women's retreat, um, and it's all about how we can uh, transcend our trauma. So it's about how our trauma gets stuck in our body. So we're doing a lot of somatic practices to just move things through our bodies and also sitting quietly with our bodies and listening to what is coming up. So we'll be doing all sorts of beautiful things from like a Temescal, um, which is a traditional Mayan, uh, it's called the, the House of Heat. Um, we'll be doing womb healings. Um, we'll also be doing breath work and plant medicine journeys. Um, and it's really all about just immersing yourself into nature and figuring out, actually, it's not figuring out. It's just a remembrance. It's remembering who are you when you don't have all, when you don't have the monkey mind, who are you when you're not attached to the emotions of sadness, of pain, of grief? Who are you, you know, when you can transcend all of that, you can just sit quietly, allow things to move through you and let them come through you. So they're no longer stuck in the body. Um, so it's going to be a lot of like hands-on healing as well, yoga, um, and just time to really reflect on what it is that we all are just kind of wanting to know about ourselves, right? You know, we... I always think that it's so important to take that time. That's why I'm taking the time next week just to see what needs to come through each of us at this particular time and moment in space. So I really want to give the opportunity for the participants to have that time to really allow things, shake up the things that are stuck, move through them, release them, and then see what comes through as they step into the next phase of their life. So that's one thing. So I love doing gatherings that have some sort of element of, of that type of work. Um, and I do monthly workshops here at the lake. So they look different. They could be um, plant medicine journeys um, where we use a lot of breath work um, and a little psilocybin. And we'll do some sort of like somatic practices and dance. And then I also sit in medicine circles. So just invited in to do different things, whether it's sound healing, breath work, a little Reiki, aromatherapy, 
a lot of my work is, is self-care based. So all those things that we don't do for ourselves that we need to do, yoni steaming, <laughs> womb healings, all that stuff that like we just kind of forgot. We used to do this. We used to do this many, many years ago. And then like modern society. So, so funny. Like I'm yoni steaming watching videos with my husband this weekend. And my friend's like, what are you doing? I'm posting on social. I'm like, this is my Saturday night, guys. It okay, is. so anyone who doesn't know what that is, yeah. If, so, you have, if you have kids listening, turn it down a little bit, maybe. Although no, it's not. No, it's okay. Okay, yeah. it's very natural. It's just a steam. It's a, a vaginal steam, which is so so good for for any age woman, for menopause, for fertility, for endometriosis, for PCOS for polyps, for hormonal imbalances. I mean, you name it. Um, odor. I mean, it's, it's like, it's amazing. It's just so good for our body. And as we get older, just to create some more, um, you know, it's softer, just like a softness. And also um, it's more wetness, um, you know, as we need that as we get older. So um, big fan of that. So that's another type of work that I do. And then I have my online community. So I'm building that out now. So that's coming really soon. It's the Divine Lifestyles Collective. And that's going to be more of my signature program. It's going to be coming this fall. And then I have my podcast. So the Divine Lifestyles Podcast. So all things Divine Lifestyles. You can find me there and all the things that I'm doing. Um. And yeah, that's just kind of how it's moving through, through me at this time. Oh, that's amazing. So I ask everyone this, which is if you were to talk to someone who is having their dark night of the soul, right? This very minute, they're sitting on the floor of their, of their bathroom in New York city and they're having their dark night of the soul. What would you tell them? You're going to make me cry. <laughs> I would tell them to hold on that life gets better and all they need to know is that they are enough. And I would tell them to know they're not alone and that to keep asking, keep praying and keep asking God, yours, whatever you relate to, to show you the way, because I promise you that once you ask, spirit will answer and that, you know, this too shall pass as it does and emotions ebb and flow. Yeah. That was beautiful. Thank you. So if we want to learn more about you, where can we find you? You can find me as I'm crying over here. Cause I'm like talking, <laughs> I'm talking to myself here. Right. I was like embodying always, um, always. I mean, and we, you know, we, it might not be a, a, dark, dark night of the soul, but it gets gray sometimes around here. Right. I mean, and, and always just remembering that always, right. When we're having those moments of, you know, what, what's going on with me? Why am I not feeling good? You know, what's something shifting right now? Cause it's always shifting, right? I think those words of wisdom that you just gave us are, are true no matter what. It doesn't have to just be when you're falling apart on the bathroom floor. It can be, you know, when you're midday, when you're feeling a little off or, you know, you're feeling a little out of whack, or you're not quite sure if you're going the right direction. Yeah. As we all 
do, right? This happens to all of us at different points in our lives. And um, one last thing I want to say, because I think it's super important. I feel like our trauma and all the things after us, they're our teachers. They're the greatest things that we can learn from. And it's kind of like now I wear them as my badge of honor. You know, it's it's been a long road to get there. Like, I'm just emotional thinking about it. But everything that I've had to face in my life has shaped the person that I am today. And I really, truly believe I heard this from a dear friend. The, the depths of your trauma are the depths that you will be able to hold for somebody else. So just know that like anything you're going through is just going to shape you into being a refined, beautiful light that's going to help someone else down the road. So yeah, just wanted to yeah. share. And that's you- beautiful. And that's the whole, that was the whole genesis of this Bosses with Baggage is the more we're willing to tell the stories of our own dark nights of the soul and not just give advice about how to get through it, but really share like I, this happened to me. Right. And this is how I got out of it. It takes the shame away from other people who are in that process, who are going through that right now. And so we can say, Oh, well, if they can do it, so can I, if they can do it and have so much grace, then I can too. Or, wow, they did, they did the same thing that I did and I shouldn't feel bad about it because it's a normal part of life because we don't share those stories enough. And so I appreciate you sharing that because that's really what this whole mission of mine is all about is let's destigmatize, you know, these dark nights of the soul, because the more we're willing to talk about it, the less shame there's going to be. And the more we're going to be able to say, Hey, this happened to me, but what can I learn out of it? And how can I use it to then go be of service to other people who might be having the same thing? And that's where a real soul alignment happens. And in my, you know, in, in my belief system, that's our true Dharma. That's why we were brought here is to help one another through our own individual little scars or big scars. Yeah. They can be big T's, right? Little T's. I always say that in trauma. It's like, it doesn't matter what it is. It can be big or little. And I do want to say, I was very drawn to you because I didn't really even know your whole story, but I just was like, yes, I'm like, I sensed your vibe. And your mission is so aligned with my mission. I had uh, an initiative years ago called Let Your Mess Be Your Message, right? How are we turning our pain into our purpose, into our platform? And that is so much part of what I'm doing with my podcast too. It's let's get out there. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about mental health. First of all, let's just talk about that. Like we all have pretty negative thoughts, right? We're all not like just chirpy and happy all the time, but it's okay, you know? There's that yin and that yang. And some, I believe that you got to like go in, like it's like the only way out is through. And sometimes you just got to like walk through the fire a little bit to rise from the ashes. And I love to encourage people, or at least I'm trying with, with my mission to make that feel sexier or more fun for people. Um, You know, like it doesn't have to always be so it's work, but it can also be filled with joy and, you know, coming to one of my retreats or one of my engagements, it's going to be a lot of fun. There's going to be some work too, 
you know, we might be crying and then exhilarated the next minute, but, you know, feeling all of your emotions, you got to feel the heal. And like, let's get in there. Let's feel it. What needs to be moved? What needs to be stuck? What is holding you back? Let's figure it out together so you can step in to your divine lifestyle. So you can step into your potential. And that is now, you know, the genesis of, of my work. So I know you asked where people can find me. Is that divinelifestyles.com? Um, or at Instagram, I have at Tara Magalski, which is linked to at Divine Lifestyles. So online, Divine Lifestyles. <laughs> well, thank you so much. You are an inspiration to me and I'm sure to many of our listeners. And I appreciate you so much. Thank Thanks you. for doing this. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to Bosses with Baggage. We are honored that you chose to spend your precious time with us. I hope that you are feeling inspired to reframe your setbacks into your superpowers so that you can change not only your life, but the life of everyone around you. If you enjoyed today's podcast, and I sure hope you did, please subscribe, rate, and share on your favorite podcast listener. And if you have any ideas for a future guest or you need some help growing your business, I'd love to connect with you. You can find me directly on my website, which is sherrysutton.com, S-H-E-R-R-Y-S-U-T-T-O-N.com. We'll see you next time.